Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Hey, we do want to welcome those of you that are watching online. Maybe you're listening on our podcast, Hope Covenant. Would you welcome our online viewers and listeners? It's an honor to have you. And listen, if you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. I'm going to start with a message today that's called God of Miracles. As we close out this year, super, super excited uh, about the year that we've had. There's been some amazing miracles that have happened right in this room. How many of you know Jesus still performs miracles? He's here this morning in this room with us. We believe in this church that God is omnipresent. He's, he's everywhere. And we believe that God is in this room. We're not talking about somebody we're going to see in the future. We're talking about somebody that's present with us this morning in this house. And so I want to encourage you with that. Uh, let's establish right now that God is a God of miracles. Jesus throughout the Bible performed many, many miracles, and he still does today. Hebrews 13, chapter 13, verse 8, says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many of you know that means that what we read about the supernatural that Jesus did when he walked the earth in the Bible, he could still do those same things and will do and is doing those same miracles here today. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. My hope for you today is that the evidence of the miracles that we're going to testify and share today, and I've got some people lined up that are going to share those miracles, that this stirs up your faith that you know, listen, when when we're seeking God for something in the future, we look at what he's done in the past, and we we can know that he'll be faithful in the future. Amen? Amen? It's important that our faith is constantly stirred up because this allows and provokes God to show up and perform the impossible over our future and in our lives. In Hebrews 11, uh, verse 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that God rewards those that seek him with diligence. We've been seeking God with diligence this year. And we've been seeing an outbreak, I believe, as a response to our faith. When you exercise faith, what is faith? Faith is believing in things that we don't currently see, but we're believing God's going to do it. So you might be looking at your business. You might be looking at your children. You might be looking at your health. And you might be asking God because the word says, scripture says, make your request made known. And you're believing for God for something you, that you need him to show up and show off that you're not currently seeing. But when we extend our faith to God, it says that he loves that. Faith is the currency that we can spend with God. And we can go ahead and, and purchase that miracle because he did it at the cross already for us. And we could see him show up and show off. How many of you are excited about future miracles this morning? I want to address two different errors that I've seen in the church as it pertains to miracles. One is called the confessionist approach. That's the name it and claim it, sort of blab it and grab it sort of thing that that whatever we say is just going to happen. That's an error that's talked about a lot in the church and in some movements more than others. 
But how many of you know when we're declaring things, does God to line up with his will? Because everything is his kingdom come, his will be done. So when we're, we're declaring, and listen, I don't, have any, there's, I don't have any problem with us being prosperous and us succeeding and us owning Mercedes and BMWs. I don't have any problem with that. But how many of you know there are principles and things that we need to be faithful in his kingdom, and God's watching that, and we need to make sure that when we confess things that it lines up with his will. Amen? Amen? So the confessionist approach is, is one of the errors that I see. Then the other one is called the secessionist approach. And the sensationist, I'm sorry, approach. And this is a teaching that's called sensationism. And it's, it's not supported by scripture at all. And it teaches that basically miracles in the Bible, they were true. But that's not true here for today. That his power, like that, that operated in, in scripture. But what, you know, he's not going to do that here today. How many of you know that's not true? Because we just read in scripture, which cancels that out, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's turn to James 5, verse 13 to 16. I'm just giving a little teaching before we go ahead and testify. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing. And by the way, this is him or her. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. Everybody say that. And the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith will, will save, save the one who's sick. I want to pause right here because many of you might be going, well, I've been praying for healing. I've been praying that, you know, maybe you have something in your body that you've been seeking God for. And you're like, I don't know why I'm not having the healing. I, I, I just, I keep praying. Guys, he rewards those that seek him with diligence. Don't stop. You go, why haven't I received that miracle? I don't have that answer, but what I know is he responds to our faith, and we need to keep stirring our faith and keep contending for the miracle till we see it. I was reading a book. um, I've been reading a lot of books by A.W. Tozer. I I love him. And and he said, he told a story of a, a woman who was at a funeral. She had just lost a relative. And she was irritated with God because she didn't, she didn't see this miracle over this loved one that had just passed. And she looked at A.W. Tozer and she said, well, I thought God was a God of miracles, but I guess he's not. And A.W. Tozer looked at her with, he was, he was a radical revivalist, and he looked at her and he said, look, the miracle you were praying for and the miracle that you're seeing are two different things. But you're looking at a miracle because that individual right there got their healing. And oftentimes, we pray with an agenda of what we want to see. But how many of you know, we've got to pray again, his kingdom come, his will be done. That's where I was talking about the confessionist approach. We need to be careful that we're not praying what it is that we want to see that's our will, but trusting that our days are ordered and numbered of the Lord. And he'll do what he wants to do. His ways are so much greater than ours. It says, and the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him or her. And if he or her has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You may be asking why God doesn't heal. It, you know, it hasn't healed something that you've been you've been seeking him for and feeling like maybe he doesn't heal but i want to encourage you he does and we're going to give some miracles today that prove that god does heal say that god does heal heal. he does he heals 
You might be asking, why would he link here about confess your sins one to another? Why is sin in here? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address that. I want to I kind of clarify why there's a link to, to walking righteous and holy. Listen, I want to encourage you with this. If there's sin in your life, God's, God's not going to not heal you because of sin. So I want to erase that error right there. But I'm going to talk to you about what's actually being said in that scripture in a minute. Isaiah 55 verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, your ways, sorry, my ways, declares the Lord. And it says it right there. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are your ways my ways. I keep reading that the opposite, declares the Lord. In other words, our thoughts have to line up with his, not the other way around. We need to make sure that our thoughts and our ways are his ways. This is why it's important to have peace that surpasses our ability to understand. When we don't understand that we're perplexed. Remember we read last week. We're perplexed, but we're not crushed, we're not persecuted, and we're not abandoned, we're not struck down, we're not destroyed. We're blessed. Peace that goes beyond my understanding and trusting God allows me to exercise my faith to its potential. Hebrews 11, verse 39 and 40. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us. See, there it is right there. So that they would not reach perfection without us. See, oftentimes the very thing that we're praying for that we don't see the answered prayer, it's because God has something that's far better than maybe what we're praying for in the first place because his ways so much surpass my ways. His goodness is so much farther than what we can comprehend in our minds. So we need to trust God while we're believing for our miracle and trust his timing. And I've talked about that a lot. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 18 in the NIV, the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his kingdom. To him be the glory. To him be the honor and the power forever and ever. Amen? Amen is actually in that scripture. The reason God addresses sin when he addresses healing, is because God's primary concern is for our soul. That doesn't mean that he's not concerned about our bodies, but how many of you know when he heals our bodies, this body's temporary. Our soul is eternal. And so when we're asking God for something in his grace, he's stretching us oftentimes when we're contending for a miracle, he's growing us, and he's doing a work from the inside out. God is faithful enough that he's more concerned about our soul than the literal little temporal thing that we're seeking him for oftentimes because his ways are so much better than ours. This body and this life, is, it's not permanent, it's temporal. And there's a greater picture and a greater purpose. And when we tap into that, we're tapping into eternal thinking. And I've been encouraging you with that with every one of my messages lately. We need to tap into the eternal thinking and the eternal ways of God and trust him along the way. Matthew 10, verse 28, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both the soul and body in hell. That'll preach right there. What that verse is saying is that our body is temporary, but your soul is eternal. Your soul's salvation is an eternal priority. Your body's healing is a temporary fix. 
Luke 10, verse 20. However, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. What that verse is saying is that it's, it's great that we rejoice over miracles on earth, but the greatest miracle of Jesus and what happened at the cross, that's, that's what that's saying right there. It's what happened at the cross. That's the greatest miracle of all, and that's the miracle of salvation. And God is on a Christmas message. I think that's the greatest thing that we can focus on is what happened at the cross, that he came to rescue us. He came to save us. Jesus was sent here on earth for the purpose of our salvation. And that's the greatest miracle that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords came here to do for us. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. That's the reason for the season. That's the miracle of all miracles is our eternal salvation. And we need to start there. And can we just go ahead and put our hands together and give God a shout of praise for the miracle of Jesus' birth that he came. I love that. So I want to call Patrick forward. Uh, Patrick Martin is going to share with us. This is We have been seeing an outbreak of miracles, and there's been a common thread in these miracles that I want to point out to you. A lot of the miracles that have been happening haven't been happening because anybody, we believe in laying hands on the sick, and we believe in seeing them recover because that's in Scripture. But a lot of the miracles that have been going on in this church have been happening just during worship or in God's presence even at home when people are in God's presence, that nobody's laying hands on them. I love when that happens because nobody gets the credit but God when that happens. Isn't that awesome? But guys, pay attention because we are seeing an outbreak of miracles. I've been getting messages of people even watching online, if you're watching online today, of miracles that have been happening through the airwaves. People have just been experiencing God's miraculous power right in their house, and people have been saved and healed and delivered. I had somebody that messaged me not too long ago that was contemplating suicide, and the Lord convicted them, and they gave their life to the Lord, recommitted, and decided not to go through. Can we give God a shout of praise for that? That's radical stuff. Wake up this morning. God of miracles is here in this house. He's there with you in your house, wherever you are. But Patrick had a a tremendous miracle that we've been for weeks or maybe even months talking about. And I just want him to share a little bit about what God did in his life. Again, this is to stir up your faith this morning. So, Patrick, go ahead if you would. Thank you. I'm actually going to bust out a paper so you guys are like, oh, geez, we're in for it, right? It's not long, I promise. It just... I didn't want to miss anything, so I wrote some, some points down. That's cool. Awesome. So again, I'm Patrick. I'm uh, Adam's better-looking brother from another mother, as you can tell. Um, my wife, Kristen, and my two girls in the back, Sophia and Emma. Um, so yeah, real quick, it, it's, been a, it's been one heck of a year. Actually, it's been a one heck of a five or six years in my personal journey. So I'm just going to read to you a little passage. I've been journaling for on and off for about 20 years, since like 2002. Uh, not consistently, but um, on and off. And part of this, what I wrote today, is from my journal, and part of it is my own thoughts. So if it sounds or is not like complete sentences, don't don't freak out. So this was around 2014 when my journey began, really. Uh, I had this horrible episode of back pain. I know Thomas and I have talked about this a little bit. And for the last five or six years, uh, nothing really helped me. Uh, despite countless surgeries, shots, procedures, I looked and looked and researched and read so much information seeking out multiple doctors, experimental procedures, you name it, I did it. But I still can come up with an answer. And in either could any doctor or professional, um, medical professional. I ended my uh, pain journey with two back surgeries in 2020, 
with uh, no improvement. I had the best of the best. Uh, I saw an NFL uh, orthopedic surgeon for the Buffalo Bills, and he was the man. That's uh, football, right? fo- That's football. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but uh, we, we just couldn't figure it out, and neither could he. And chron- for any of you that experience chronic pain or have had in the past, you know it can be crippling. It's horrible, and it's just like it's unwavering, it seems, at times. So flash forward five years, this, this massive transformation was actually happening. God's promise for my life and for our life was coming to fruition. God was fulfilling our dreams of moving to Charlotte, resigning from the government, continue to build our business and really start living versus surviving. We've been trying to get to Charlotte for the last 10 plus years. I remember talking to you guys about 10 years ago and saying we wanted to move to Charlotte and here we are. So that was kind of how it all started. It sounds like a dream, right? Well, for me personally, it was, it was the most difficult time in my life. 2020 to 2021 was the most difficult transition I have ever done. You know what? And I'm, I'm used to doing tough stuff. I've been to war. I've been in law enforcement for the last 15 years. I've seen some tough stuff. I've done some cool stuff. Um, but this, but uh, this was really difficult for me. It was at this point I said enough is enough. I started doing some deep soul cleansing and started to understand the power of our minds and the story that we tell each, ourselves each and every day. So my universal prayer for 2021 specifically was for God to renew my mind. I was, I was transitioning from a, a, a tough job in law enforcement to being an entrepreneur with my wife, and things were not going too good um, in my brain. So I did a little research. I'm not too sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's either Romans 12.12 or 12.2. Uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So with that research, I said that the, the Bible has the word mind mentioned like 96 times and the word head mentioned over 300 times. So I thought it's pretty clear that God wanted us to be aware of how powerful our brains are and how important it is to keep them in tip-top shape according to his will. So I prayed this over my life a lot in 2021, Kristen's father can attest to this, hoping that God would reveal a solution to end my back pain so I could live again, in a sense. As I continued to read and research, I started working with a, an NLP practitioner, uh, which is a form of therapy, but it's all about the brain, which, and she also happens to be Kristen and I's business coach. Her name is Heather. And we started unlocking some trauma and releasing a lot of trauma from my past, Childhood trauma, relationship trauma, work trauma. I began to realize the importance of clearing that trauma and started to really change for the better. Around this time in May of 2021, I had this encounter, and this is the one I shared with Adam and and Gary and Cindy. This is from my journal. The following morning, I woke up with the same amount of pain I'd, I'd consumed me all night. I decided to go on my usual morning walk of 15 minutes outside. I ventured outside listening to my usual worship music, I took a different route towards the school and the sunshine this morning. I then encountered a beautiful tree, a tree you see in the books or paintings. Ironically, something that I've been painting for years. Kristen can attest to this. I'm an artist on the side-ish, and I I used to paint these beautiful trees and murals and walls, and now I carve trees, so it's kind of ironic. It was a tree of strength, beauty, growth, age, splendor, and mass. I began to absorb the tree's strength and immediately cried out to God, I am ready, I am ready. I am ready. What was I ready for? I was ready and willing to fulfill his promise for me in life and carry out his work through me. I had enough. I had enough with the fighting, the toiling, the internal grief, shame, and lies. I wanted more, and I received it this morning. 
as I continued to listen to the song, which was championed by Maverick City Music, you guys have done that here, it's been awesome, I cried like I've never cried before. Yeah, that's a big deal for me. I mean, I bawled. I don't think I've ever cried like that before. I felt his promise. I felt his presence. I felt his grace for me up to this point. I continue to tell him that I was sorry, but able and now ready to receive and fulfill his duties to be his soldier. That morning I made a shift, or God made a shift in me. It felt like a weight had been lifting off my shoulders. I felt light, joyful, hopeful, and happy. And you want to know what? My back pain was gone. Yeah. 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 I'm not kidding. It was gone. At this moment, I knew the pain I was experiencing for so long was not really physical, but in nature, but trapped trauma and pain that most of us don't deal with. We don't face. I knew at this point I could beat this pain and become healthy again. It was an awesome moment. I wish I could have stayed there forever. I was finally back on track to receive the best gift of all, the redemption of God's promise. The best was yet to come. I'm almost done, I promise. I just want to summarize. So in those few moments of time, God confirmed and comforted me in knowing that I was exactly where I needed to start the healing process in my journey. He told me that what I was doing, all the deep healing work, was exactly what I needed to be doing. I needed that pain. So listen to that. I needed it. I needed that pain to become the person he designed me to become. I I needed a reference point, a period in my life where I understood reliance on him and him alone. I believe if it wasn't for this chronic pain, I would not be living to the fullest of my potential. You know, and I, I, I just ended with a couple thoughts. I think sometimes we pray so hard for things because we are uncomfortable, uneasy, stressed, etc. But in my experience, if you are operating in his economy, being faithful, being still, and actually listening, he will speak to you. And most likely, you will understand at some point in your journey why you are experiencing those symptoms to begin with. There is a reason. That thing that you are experiencing right now that you don't like very much, that makes you uncomfortable, might just be the beacon of light that is trying to let you know, trying to flag you down in a sense that something needs to change. And again, if you are still enough and humble enough, you'll hear the answer. And the last thing I wanted to say is, I don't know if you said this here a few months ago, or maybe we were having a private discussion, but it just stuck with me. It's been awesome. Uh, You know, a thousand of your teachings would be awesome, right? A thousand sermons or a thousand podcasts would be great, but nothing compares to the encounter that you experience. And if you've never felt that, I'm emotional here. It's, I I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay there forever. And for you guys who have experienced that, you know exactly that feeling. So, uh, yeah, to summarize, my back pain is like 90% better. I still got some stuff I'm working out, you know, some stuff I'm cleaning up. But, uh, yeah, six months ago, I, I couldn't sit back in that chair. And uh, now I'm, I'm rocking and rolling. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, wow. Thank you. I want to say this um, before you leave. I'll take that from you. Um, my turn. I'm kidding. Uh, I, uh, I'm all emotional at the moment, too. Um, there, that totally, we, had, we did not talk. I had no idea what Patrick was going to say. That totally, uh, Scripture totally supports what you just said, and I just preached that. And, I just, and you just preached it. You Actually, you just preached it. Uh, it's literally, that preached the whole message right there. 
But as you were speaking, I felt the Lord just prophetically releasing this, and I want to release this over you, that what God is doing in this coming year is he's going to give you more and more, and I think I already prophesied this, but this is just confirmation, and it's public because I want to stir your faith, that in this moment, God is releasing you into public ministry where you're going to have a voice and a platform for what he's doing to unlock something that needs to be done in other lives. And so I want to encourage you that you have a, you have a preaching anointing on you and God's going to grow that gifting. I'm so blessed and honored and humbled to be in your life in this moment. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about what God's going to do, but I see a tremendous ministry. It's a public ministry that God's calling you to, and you're called to preach. And I believe that there's going to be a amazing things in the future. I love you so much, man. Love you. Wow. Um, that, wow. Uh, um, so anyway, uh, all that to be said, Julie, can you come up? Uh, Julie also experienced something, uh, I think it was several months ago. Um, and I want to let her share it. I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of, of her, but just another miracle of something that happened right here in this room. Okay. Hey, guys. Um, yes, uh, I had a miracle happen right here. I've had many miracles happen throughout my life. And, and to touch on what Patrick said, he's absolutely right. When you go through things, um, it, it makes you different. You know, it makes you a different person. And God has a purpose for all those things. But mine is a little, a little bit more quick, this one, this testimony. Um, a few months ago, I, I don't know what I did. I tweaked my back. Uh, and it was one of those things you can't really identify it. It happened one day during the week, but each day I woke up, it was getting progressively worse and progressively worse. Um, and when I woke up on Sunday morning, I, I, honestly, if I didn't do announcements, I probably would have just stayed home and put ice on it or something, but I toughed it out, I got in here. Um, but during praise and worship, it hurt so bad. It was so excruciatingly painful. I thought I was going to throw up. It was so bad. I took my shoes off. I was standing over there just, you know, toughing it out, just trying to make it through. I thought I might have to leave during service. But um, it was one of those days where um, towards the end of worship, it, the, the presence of the Lord was here. And, um, and Adam said, you know, just surrender, you know, just Everybody lift your hands. The presence is here. It was one of those Sundays where it was real intense. And I lifted my hands, and all of a sudden, I just felt the Holy Spirit come on me. And the pain just washed out of my body from the top of my head all the way wow. to my feet. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. And it was one of those, those moments where you just, you just feel the peace of God come on you, just like what Patrick said. And it, you just, it just feels so good. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Can we give God a shout of praise for that? That's amazing. Listen, if you've never experienced a miracle in your life, God, how many of you know that the desire, God desires to show up and show off in your life? God, God, he, he longs for that. He, and just a moment in his presence, again, like Patrick was saying, uh, just a moment in his presence. I could teach for years and years and years and years and years, a hundred years, but one moment in his presence will change absolutely everything and do what I could read to you, but until you encounter God, you, you, you have to experience it. Just a moment in his presence changes everything. Now, I want to encourage you this morning that I believe that God is, 
um, this year is going to do some amazing supernatural. I want to see radical miracles demonstrated in this room. I believe the greatest form of evangelism that we're going to see is the supernatural show up as we're dealing with people. And so I want to encourage you to be ready when you're in the supermarket. Be ready when you're at Target. Be ready when you're at Starbucks, whatever it is that you go. Be ready in those places, even at restaurants with waiters and waitresses, to pray for somebody that God can show up and that can lead them to the Lord. How many of you know God can perform a miracle in somebody that's unsaved and doesn't know the Lord? He can do that, and it'll draw, his kindness leads us to repentance. And so his kindness, he'll show up, and he'll show off and do amazing things. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media, or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you, and have an awesome week.